Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to a special episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're talking to Simon Rex, the star of Red Rocket. I'm Tim Ifland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. So before we jump into our interview with Simon Rex, let's talk about Red Rocket, which follows the story of Mikey Saber, a washed-up porn star who goes crawling back to his small Texas hometown. Not that anyone really wants him back. And it isn't long before he is scheming and manipulating people to get back to his Hollywood life. Red Rocket is directed by Sean Baker of The Florida Project and Tangerine fame from a screenplay by Baker and Chris Bergok, starring Simon Rex, Brie Elrod and Brenda Dees. So we had the pleasure of chatting with the film's star, Simon Rex, about his character Mikey Sabre, his experience working with director Sean Baker, what it was like filming guerrilla style during a pandemic and his surprising casting story. So, Lee, let's take a listen. Just need a place to crash for a couple of days. What's the big deal? Mikey, go fuck yourself. Thanks so much for chatting with us today about your film Red Rocket. Yeah. To begin with, can you give us the headlines about Mikey? Yeah, well, basically he is uh, a very um, dangerous, narcissistic, sociopath man-child who uh, comes into town and wreaks havoc and is basically a completely unself-aware uh, survivor hustler. And uh, he is a suitcase pimp, which is, uh, I didn't know what that was. I had to look it up, but it's in the Urban Dictionary. He basically preys upon people he could take advantage of and wants to, you know, basically pimp people into the adult film industry, as well as small time drug dealer. He's a basically an overall piece of, can I swear? Yes, go for it. <laughs> He's a basically overall piece of shit, which is fun to play. <laughs> Did you have any hesitations about taking on the role? Not at all. When Sean Baker calls, you do it. 
I heard he stalked you on Instagram to get you to do the role. Sort of. Uh, he followed me for years on social media, he told me, but he was going to DM me on Instagram to reach me about doing this part. But instead, we had a mutual friend. So my friend called me and said, can I give Sean your phone number? So he didn't have to DM me because he thought I might not see it in my requests. So he got my number, had me audition on this phone right here, and I sent it to him right away. And he said, I need you in Texas immediately. And uh, I drove three days right to Texas and we started shooting. Is that the easiest job you've ever gotten? As far as the process of getting <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it actually is the easiest I've ever gotten and then the hardest job I've ever done. What was it that uh, appealed to you about working with Sean? I mean, look, honestly, he's just maybe one of the last like American independent filmmakers really kind of pushing, moving the needle forward, making interesting films. I feel like uh, most American cinema is pretty safe. And he's dangerous and he's a risk taker and makes beautiful films and shines the light on dark subject matter and makes it so beautiful. And I, that's not common in America. What was it like for you to play one of this year's uh, most hated characters and how did you keep him entertaining? Uh, it's fun to be hated, actually, because their audience is feeling something, you know, you, you, you'd rather you know, someone hate you then not feel anything, right? I mean, basically he's a, he's a horrible person. So all I had to do was make him charming enough that the audience was uh, somewhat on board with him and maybe forgives him because maybe he doesn't have bad intentions. Maybe he's just hustling and surviving, but he just keeps making a mess of every situation and relationship that he walks into. And I think we all know this person. We either dated this person, they're in our family, we work with them, they're completely oblivious to the harm they're doing around them. And that's fun to play. You know, that's an interesting character because it really is a character study of this type of person, really. And it's an anti-hero, you know, not too many movies focus the, the lead role on such a horrible person. And, <laughs> and, and it's a comedy, too. It's a dark comedy. But it, so it's got some really funny comedic stuff and then some really grounded, real moments, which were it's fun to play. That was going to be my next question. Do you think he's a bad guy? Do you think it's that simple? You know, that's interesting. I think the whole point of this is that we're all flawed and we're all hypocrites. And maybe everyone, it kind of holds the mirror up to a lot of people in a weird way. Like, what would I do in that situation if I was this desperate and broke and homeless? And, you know, it's, it's a story of survival. And I think that's why it's resonating with people, because if you put yourself you know, in this lead character's shoes, like, what, what, what would you do in his situation? And that's interesting. That's good filmmaking, good writing. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's fun to be so despised because people are truly conflicted. They come up to me, they said, I saw your movie. I, after I saw it, I needed a shot of tequila, a shower <laughs> and a cigarette. And so that's the best <laughs> review response. I, that's good. You felt something. You wanted to go clean mm -hmm. off after it was that it affected you that much and then we did something right <laughs> Mikey never seems to stop talking about his achievements about his plans it's quite impressive from a performance perspective how much of that was improvisation and how much did Sean provide so he let us improv a lot and in the end of the movie he said it's about 15 to 20 percent of what you see on the screen is improv so there's a lot of it that was very specific that I had to get verbatim that he wrote um, and then a lot of it, he just let me improv and, and do my own thing. So basically shooting on film, like we shot this on 16 millimeter film, you can't really mess up a lot. So you really got to nail it uh, as it's expensive to shoot on film compared to digital. 
So between that and, and COVID with all the restrictions and the you know testing and the um, working on location with these first time actors shooting on film, it was very stressful. But I think all of that added to like the energy that comes through the screen. You can feel the chaos. Like it was just a very, very ambitious, low budget shoot. We were hiding from cops, hiding from neighbors, we didn't have <laughs> permits. Yeah, it was a very challenging, very challenging one. But it sounds very rewarding too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like losing all those things. Like I've been on movie sets where you have the big comfortable trailer with the air conditioner and you walk outside and someone's holding an umbrella over you and, you know, someone's kissing your butt everywhere. This was nothing like that. Like I would sit in my crappy little rental car between scenes with the AC on, memorizing my lines. There was no comforts, no extra. It was very low budget. And even when I got the movie, Sean told me, he goes, look, you're not going to make any money. I'm not going to make any money. Let's just go make a good movie. I said, I'm in. Sounds like fun. And speaking of the supporting cast, I think you and Brie are probably the only uh, working actors that were on the set. Did you feel like you needed to mentor or help guide the other cast members? Yeah, and I did. I, I, I had that conversation with Sean. I said, I don't want to step on your toes. You're directing this, but I can tell you got your hands full. So I helped him with little technical things that weren't interrupting his process and work. Simple things like, you know, an act that these people had never done a movie before. So they don't understand that, like when you hit your mark, that you got to stay on, on your mark because the camera focus, the lighting, there's all these technical things that, you know, you have to learn by working on set. And we just didn't have time. It was moving so fast. We didn't have time. So I would help him with those kind of things more of the technical stuff. I would never dare help with the acting advice. So I just helped out, you know, as much as I could without stepping on Sean's toes. And he was, he was thankful. Why do you say you wouldn't dare help out with the acting advice? Because um, I don't think that's my job. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's Sean's job. And I feel like right. that would be, uh, yeah, you just don't do that. That's just something, you, you know, I've, I've been on sets before where uh, other people come and overstep their boundaries even in front of the director and tell you how to read a line or something like that. And it's just bad. It's just bad etiquette. Fair enough. Getting back to the characters, besides a meal ticket, what does Rayleigh or Strawberry, as she's called, uh, represent to Mikey? Um, she's his ticket out of town, back to Hollywood yeah. to keep chasing his dream that he seems to have lost and fizzled away by the opening of the movie. He shows up broke and beaten up and with nothing. So it seems like Hollywood kicked him out. And he just wants to go back. And I think he's miserable in his small town in Texas. And he thinks he's better than everybody. So when he sees her, she is his golden ticket back to Hollywood. And he doesn't care. She's basically just a, a meal ticket home. Yeah, back to Hollywood. What kind of backstory did you construct to fill in the gaps about what Mikey's been doing for the past 20 years? Or did Sean provide that? I'll be honest with you. I want to give you some actory thing. Really <laughs> nothing. We didn't have, I didn't have time. There was so much, as you've seen in the movie, there's so much dialogue to memorize. I basically just deleted all my social media off my phone. I would keep my phone on airplane mode because I had no bandwidth to do anything except memorize these five page monologues yeah. that had to be delivered at a really breakneck speed. So I barely had any time to sit down with Bree, who played my wife and go over backstory. I didn't have time to do any of that. So I really just went with my instinct and my imagination and I just played and had fun. And, and I think sometimes that's enough, you know, I'd like, you know, I've mm -hmm. done those type of acting classes where you come up with, you know, a, a backstory, which is important, but we didn't have time. I came on board three days to prepare. So I just had to memorize and play with it. 
And I guess you get little pieces of what he's been up to and why he was kicked out in the um, dialogue, don't you? That's right. So it's it's on the page and you get it. And it's definitely usually you have more time to, to come up with that stuff. And in a perfect world, I would have been able to sit down with Bree, who plays my wife, Lexi, and go over stuff that maybe we'd been through in the past. But we didn't have time. We really just didn't have time. And 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 I guess in this situation, it worked out OK. Normally, I, I don't think that's you know, you don't want to be rushed into it. But mm. I feel like for this movie, it kind of worked. Yeah, it turned out great. I have to ask as well. How much convincing did it take to do the nudie run? Oh, it didn't take any. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was actually, believe it or not, I was born naked. No kidding. So for me, nudity, and I sometimes even sleep naked. So I think nudity is very underrated. I had no problem with it. And especially because it seemed like the world was going to end at any minute last year when we were shooting this movie. It felt like really, uh, you know, it was COVID in July. It was like July, August 2020. There was all this civil unrest. Everything was just up in the air and things were so crazy that it was like kind of like I got nothing to lose. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm being I'm exaggerating when I'm saying the world's ending, but it felt very apocalyptic and dystopian and abysmal. Mm. And it just felt depressing. And it was like, all right, let's go for it. Right. It did feel like that. I can completely agree with you. Yeah. How many miles do you reckon you clocked on the bike? It's a good question. A lot. I got a good shape <laughs> on this one. It was really hot there. It was Texas in August. Really hot. And I, yeah, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that before. Um, I should have had my phone on me and it could have calculated how many miles I did. But yeah, I feel like that that got me in good shape and it made me want to ride a bike more because I was basically Pee Wee Herman in this movie, just riding my bike all over town. And it was a really <laughs> shitty old beat up bike that was always falling apart. It was always like, it was like a piece of junk. The handlebars fell off at one point. Uh, the chain would always come off. And it would be stressful because it was like the we didn't have a double of the bike. It was like a $50 shitty bike they found. Uh, um, so it was always falling apart. And uh, it was kind of a metaphor for this movie. It was just really low budget, but it had some heart. And to wrap up, what's your donut of choice? Ooh, I if I eat a donut, I'm going glazed round, heated in the microwave, dipped in milk. Or a donut. Dipped in oh, milk. Yeah. Oh, you got to dip it in milk. I mean, it's like cookies and milk. Um, <laughs> and then in the movie, there's a funny improv moment that happens. I'm like, I'm going to take one of the holes. Oh, it's a ball. Why is it called a hole? It's the ball. And then the mom responds, because that's where it came out of, which I thought was a fun <laughs> moment. Uh, so I also like me some donut holes. Is that what they're called? The little rounds? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thanks yeah. so much for that, Simon. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Lord. I'm on top of my game right now on like every single possible level. Physical stamina. My mind is sharp. I'm taking 5-HTP for serotonin in my brain. Yeah. Lots of interesting insights into the making of Red Rocket there. It sounded like such an experience to bring that film to life. Another really fantastic interview, Lee. He's so much fun to talk to. He was really cool to talk to. And you can check out our review of Red Rocket on your preferred podcast platform now. All right, guys, Red Rocket is in Australian cinemas from January 6th. Go check it out. And that's all from us for another special episode. As always, thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Hey. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.